Welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. On this edition, we're going to be looking ahead a little bit more to the game against Benfica. We're also going to be responding to the reports that Arsenal are interested in signing Danny Ceballos on a permanent deal. We'll also be talking about the cost-cutting exercise that is said to be going on behind the scenes at the Emirates Stadium as well. So plenty to get our teeth into uh, this evening. If you haven't already, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the channel if you're new. It really, really does help. Uh, so please get involved. And if you're interested in becoming a member of the show as well, uh, you can do that by clicking on the link in the description. We really appreciate the support. Um, hello to everyone in the live chat now. Hello to everybody watching this back a little bit later on. And of course, uh, to those of you who are listening via the audio platforms, whichever way you're watching or listening, it is all very much appreciated. Let's get into it. Let's start actually by discussing the reports regarding Danny Ceballos. Now we've heard uh, today that Arsenal are very interested in securing the Spaniards' services uh, for beyond uh, the rest of this season. Now, we understand that Real Madrid will probably be looking for around about 20 to 25 million euros for the player. And I'm a little bit on the fence with this one as to whether it's a deal that I think Arsenal should do. You know, normally um, I would sit there and I'd think, 20, 25 million euros for a, a decent midfield player is, is not a lot of money nowadays. And you've also got to take into consideration that Real Madrid as a football club uh, are going through a difficult period of time as well. And perhaps they'll be looking at Danny Sabas as someone who isn't part of Zidane's plans, isn't necessarily going to cut it at the Santiago Bernabeu. And maybe he's someone that they would want to cash in on and therefore the price uh, would be lower than obviously dealing with a club who would be desperate to keep him. So we're going to have to wait and see how that develops. I think from an Arsenal perspective, though, it's a, it's a difficult one because on the one hand, you're looking at Danny Ceballos and you see him play games like he did the other night um, or the other afternoon against Leeds and he looked very, very good. He looked very promising. I thought he looked pretty good at the back end of last season as well um, under Mikel Arteta. But there have been games where Danny Ceballos hasn't quite cut it. You know, he hasn't quite performed to the level required and there's been a little bit of inconsistency with the Spaniard and I do worry about that. You've also got to take into consideration where Arsenal find themselves right now. Uh, you're looking at you're talking about a football club who financially are not in the greatest shape, who are going through um, a process by which they're cutting costs. You know, we're talking about uh, you know the fact that we moved on some of the dead wood, if you like, uh, during that last transfer window, and the fact that that should hopefully uh, free up some funding elsewhere, but. You know, this pandemic is still going on and we don't know how long it's going to be going on for. So it's not always easy, um, you know, to to predict what's going to happen with this thing. We don't know when fans are going to be allowed back into the stadiums and taking all of those things, um, taking all of those things into consideration. 
is this someone that we want to spend 20, 25 million euros on when we might not, um, we might not use him? You know, we're, we're looking at Danny Sabayos as, as someone who comes in now and again. But is Danny Sabayos in Arsenal's starting eleven? No. And if he's not, is are we able to go and spend that sort of money on him, given all the things I've just mentioned? I don't know. Um, let me know. Let me know your thoughts uh, in the comments. And we'll come over to the comments in just a moment. Just a quick reminder, if you haven't hit the like button already, make sure you do it. If you haven't subscribed already, um, make sure you do that too. Um, just give me a thumbs up in the chat if you can all hear me loud and clear, because I can see a couple of you uh, in the chat saying that there's something strange about the sound. The sound is different because I'm not using my podcasting mic, which is obviously of a much better quality. Um, on this live stream I'm sitting, I've got the lapel mic on, which is obviously very different. So that's probably where the difference comes from. But if you can hear me loud and clear, just give me a thumbs up. I'm sure uh, it, it's absolutely fine. Gunatel says it's fine, which is brilliant. Um, right, let's go over to the live comments and see what you guys are saying on the Danny Sabas thing. Uh, let me uh, Let me start by uh, going to Omar's comment. Omar says, we can do better in my opinion. Not keen on this. The overlord of procrastination, great, great name, says we should defo keep him. He's without a doubt one of our best players. Um, Super Latua says, what is special uh, about Danny Ceballos? So clearly you, you don't see it. Um, Alex McCarthy says, this is starting to get out of hand. We're meant to be buying players to take us to the next level, yet we're sticking with a squad of Europa players. Uh, Char um, says, I find myself changing my mind every week on Ceballos. Uh, we've got Ceballos isn't good enough. Patrick says, Danny ain't for me, uh, to be fair. What else have we got? Um, Arsenal Granny says, don't think he's good enough, but maybe Arteta thinks he can do a decent job. Alcarp says, depends. I think Sabaos is a good squad player and on his day, he's really good. It's all about how consistent he can be in the future. And, and that's the point, isn't it? You know, if, if you're thinking about him as a squad player, the next question you've got to ask yourself is, can Arsenal afford to spend that kind of money on a squad player? You know, maybe under normal circumstances, yes, but we're going through a really difficult period. Not just Arsenal, no, loads of clubs are going through it. But Arsenal and Spurs in particular in the Premier League are two clubs who have been massively hit by the loss of revenue uh, from having no fans because we're two clubs who bring in huge amounts of money from that 60,000 seater stadiums uh, based in London. Ticket prices are quite high, uh, higher than they are in, in some other parts of the country. So it is, um, you know, when you look at this mass sort of process that's going on behind the scenes at Arsenal to, to bring, you know, to, to bring our wage bill back under control, um, you do wonder if Arsenal have 20, 25 million to go and spend on a squad player, essentially. Um, let's see uh, what you guys are saying as well. Mike says only 24 years old. Spain international and has potential resale value for later, so it's not a bad idea. Um, Oz says, wasn't Sabasi's heart set on Madrid? Yeah, but you know, it, it might be, but Madrid have to want to keep him. And I think that in the position Madrid find themselves in where they're a little bit um, handicapped in terms of what they can do in the transfer market right now, I wonder if Real Madrid uh, would turn around and say 20, 25 million pounds. I think we take that. Uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, Jashar says, I'd see if we could drive the price down because it's a buyer's market. Really, really good comment that. Um, 
Yasir Ahmed says we're cutting a lot of players and our midfield is already weak. I would keep Mateo, but I wouldn't buy him as a starter. The thing is as well with Genduzi, because that's obviously uh, that's obviously going to play a part in this. You know, Genduzi and Torreira, two central midfield players who are both currently out on loan at the moment. What happens with them? The thing with Genduzi is when he returns, he'll only have a year remaining on his contract. So do you then, you know, put all your eggs in Guendouzi's basket. You know, we know that he and Mikel Arteta don't necessarily see eye to eye. So does he come back, play really well and then say, up yours, I'm going somewhere else. Um, and we're in a in a shit situation again, like we have been in years gone by with uh, desirable players, if you like, being in, in odd contract situations. Or, you know, do we look to cash in on him this summer because there is a year left? Will Torreira ever settle in London? These are all questions you have to ask yourself when deciding whether the, the idea of buying Danny Ceballos permanently um, is the right thing to do or not. Let's go back to the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Uh, Tyrone says, I've regularly flip-flopped with Danny since his time here, but I wouldn't lose my shit if Arsenal bought him in permanently. Good squad player and can still improve. Yeah, look, I want to make it clear. He's not a player that I dislike. He's not a player that I'd I'd be against Arsenal signing. I just, I just keep going back to that point. If we're going to spend the summer being told that we cannot afford to do this and we cannot afford to do that and we cannot afford to strengthen in areas where we really, really need to, then do I want Arsenal to go and spend a significant amount of money on someone who is a squad player? Um, because that's what he is at the moment. He's not a first team uh, or first 11 kind of guy. He's been, since Thomas Partey's come in, he's very much become uh, a squad player. Is that because... Mikel Arteta doesn't know that he's got him permanently. Uh, does that put him off using him more? Does that put him off um, giving him the chance to develop his partnership with Granit Xhaka, for example? Would he play him more if he knew that he was going to have him for the future? Is the whole um, sort of temporary nature of his Arsenal stay at the moment contributing to Mikel Arteta's decision? I don't know. These are all things you have to consider. Uh, Xander says, surely we can utilise a youth player who would be just as inconsistent as Ceballos. Utilise 22 million for a top tier midfielder. Uh, Anton says, I would happily sign him for free if his contract was about to expire. For me, we should sign. We should first sign a first choice centre midfielder, first choice right back and another centre back, depending on the Saliba situation. Striker and only then Danny. So Ceballos is well down um, Anton's priority list. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Patrick says, we are hearing that we will sell Torreira and Gaduzi, so I think we want to keep him for the squad. Yeah, there's been some reports of that today as well, and we'll, we'll come on to discuss those uh, in a little bit. But as I said, mass cost-cutting exercise going on at the Emirates Stadium right now. And um, I would suggest that if Arsenal could get the right kind of fees for the likes of uh, Torreira for the likes of Guendouzi that you probably see those deals done um, but it's, it's all dependent on what offers come across the table you know we know uh, the Covid crisis has hit the clubs in Spain in particular pretty hard um, so would Atletico Madrid turn around and say they want to sign Lucas Torreira I don't know um, you've also you know you've got to be uh, sure that those players or that you or Mikel Arteta has to be sure that he doesn't feel those players uh, are, are better than what we currently have. And, and I guess he's kind of got to really rule them out. And you could argue that by moving them out on loan in the first place, he's kind of already done that. He's kind of already made his mind up uh, on Torreira, on Guendouzi. 
Arsenal need to bring in some money for them, though. As I said, you know, it's, it's all good loaning players out temporarily, but, you know, these are assets that we should be cashing in on so that we can then... Um, we can then build on 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 our squad and, and improve it. Uh, Thomas, another one of our members, says, where should we play him and in a pairing with whom? What configuration on the pitch would suit him best? Um, obviously, he's one of those those two that are playing in the double pivot in this current system. You know, I think he would probably work quite well with either uh, Granite Xhaka or Thomas Partey. Look, I think that the most balanced midfield pair that Arsenal have right now and don't take this the wrong way. You know, when I say this, it's not because I think Granit Xhaka is the best midfielder in the world. It's because I think that what he brings to the table, combined with what Thomas Partey brings, you get that nice balance. You know, you get one midfielder who's a lot more disciplined in the sense of he will sit in front of the back four. He will fill the holes left by the left back. And then you've got another one who can be disciplined defensively, can be physical in the middle of the park, but also likes to burst forward and play forward passes that little bit more. So I think it's a really good combination. I actually think that Ceballos alongside Xhaka is probably more balanced than Ceballos alongside Partey. Not because Partey's, uh, or Xhaka's a better player than Partey, but because of the different things that they bring to the table. Uh, Sabayas for me right now doesn't get into the starting eleven when everybody's fit, when everybody's available, he's not in the first team. But having said that, you look at the number of injuries we're picking up, you look at the way players are dropping like flies, you look at someone like Thomas Partey who's constantly breaking down, then somebody like Danny Sabayas is good to have around the place. He will get his fair share of games and more often than not, he'll produce to a level that's required. So as I keep, I keep going. I keep talking myself into circles on this one because I really don't know what I would do. Um, Akshay says, "Hello, Harry Sabas is definitely inconsistent. Not first team material yet. We worry about quality in depth. So don't you think a twenty four year old with decent potential would be a good buy at twenty ish mil? Yeah, it would be a good buy if Arsenal can afford it, and and that's the point. You know, if Arsenal." are going to go and sign Danny Ceballos and as a result of that, be very limited in the business they can do in some other positions, then I'm not so sure it is such a great idea. So it's, it's a very difficult situation. And, and although Arsenal and the reports are saying that Arsenal have made their mind up and that they want to bring this guy in and that their heart is set on it, I still think that that's very dependent on how this campaign goes. Will Arsenal qualify for Europe? If they do, obviously more funds will be available. Can Arsenal somehow sneak into the Champions League? If they do that, even more funds will become available and Arsenal should, in theory, be able to have a more productive transfer window. So there's so many things to consider on this one. We're going to have to wait and see. Also reports that Matt Ryan is somebody that Arsenal want to sign um, on a permanent deal as well. Uh, of course, Matt Ryan will become a free agent at the end of this season. So that one is a lot more straightforward, a lot easier to get done. Um, and I think Matt Ryan would be pretty happy to be Arsenal's number two. Um, he seems a very decent goalkeeper based on what I've seen of him in the Premier League in years gone by. And of course, uh, he had his game against Aston Villa where I thought he did okay as well. Uh, so that one seems like a bit of a no-brainer. You know, you're talking about the fact that we need you know, that we can't rely on Renarsson to, to be a backup to Burn Leno. Well, we've got Matty Ryan in now on loan. And I think that was a very much, uh, that deal was done very much with the view to making this into a permanent transfer um, later on down the line. And it seems that that's what Arsenal 
are going to do. So they're going to snap up Matt Ryan, I'd imagine, on a free transfer. And I think that's probably really good and smart business. Um, what else have we got? Yeah, you guys are saying it in the chat as well. Matt Ryan, uh, easy. Yes, says Steve Stone. Uh, so I understand that lots of people um, are are going to be behind that one. It's a, it's a no, no-brainer, isn't it? Uh, Chris, one of our members in Cyprus, says... Uh, until the summer window, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be settled, i.e. the league position, European football, etc. Let's talk about transfers when it comes. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. You know, it's, uh, we can talk about it and we can try and debate and discuss whether we think these deals are worth doing. But ultimately, so much, as I've already said, is dependent on what we achieve between now and the end of the season. Uh, Al Cup says, I really like how Ryan speaks to the players. The real captain says that deal would represent good business. Um, Anton says, Ryan is our guy. Uh, Aaron says, what happens to Renarsson? Well, the, the vibe I'm getting from, from Mikel Arteta, based on the interviews and the press conference he's given, in which he's been asked about this topic, is that, um, is that he was brought in to be the third-choice goalkeeper and that Arsenal had their sights set on someone else. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, they were unable to do that deal. So I don't think Renarsson's role has ever changed. I think he kind of got pushed into being a number two because we didn't have anybody else. But I think it would have been communicated quite clearly to him um, that he was going to be the number three. And if it wasn't, the signing of Matt Ryan certainly makes that clear. Uh, Aaron Renarsson, uh, Aaron I'm reading Aaron's comment. Uh, Runar Renarsson is very much Arsenal's third choice goalkeeper. And that is that. Um, you know, and, and if he's happy with that, great. You know, if he's not, then I suggest he, he looks elsewhere. It was a panic buy from Arsenal at a point. They were, um, they were really desperate for a second choice goalkeeper. Um, Graham Asher says, hi, Harry. Hi, everyone. I reckon we should keep to what we have with a stable 11 and build around that. Stability is the key. Uh, Ekene says, one of our members, and he's got put the laughing face. I don't get that. Let me know. Um, Chris is a member of the channel, which is why I said one of our members. I'm not sure um, what was funny about that, but let me know. I'd love to hear it. Uh, what else have we got here in the live chat? Uh, Akshay says, I feel Renarsson goes on loan to the championship next season. Not ready. Um, Chris says, what can be done regard with regards to pre-contracts, free transfers like Matty Ryan or David Alaba is more than welcome. I think David Alaba is well on his way to Real Madrid now. What a signing that is, by the way, on a free transfer. That is some signing, isn't it? Um, gone from being one of the world's best left backs to slowly switching across into a more central position and becoming one of the world's best centre backs. What a player. Vastly experienced. Real Madrid have got a real bargain on their hands there. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, Harish Kumar says that he would rather uh, see Florian Neuhaus come in instead of Sabios. Interesting. Um, this is a good question as well. We weren't going to, well, we were going to talk about it a little bit later on, but I'll come on to it uh, now. Aaron's asked, thoughts on Henri possibly becoming the manager of Bournemouth? Oh, it's a tough one. I love Thierry Henry, as you can see from from this. You know, I, I absolutely adore Thierry Henry. He's, he's one. He, he's for me. He's Arsenal's greatest ever player. You know, at the time I grew up, he was the absolute king. Absolutely adore the guy. Legend. Love him. At one point, there's no doubt about it. He was the best player in the world at one point. 
certainly the best forward in the world. But as a manager, I'm not sure he's got what it takes. And maybe I'm being a little bit harsh because maybe some of the jobs he's taken so far suggest that well, were jobs, sorry, that he was doomed in and jobs that were very difficult and jobs he was never going to turn around. But I just, I don't know um, about Thierry Henry and, and Bournemouth, you know, the championship is a pretty tough division and you're going to go there with the expectation of, of, of getting promotion. You know, Bournemouth have been in the Premier League for a while, found themselves relegated, but obviously the, the ambition and the aim will be to get back into the top flight is he is he capable of that um you know is he ready for that is he good enough for that as a manager i don't think so and and again you know i'm probably using a bit of gut feeling on this um obviously looking at his previous jobs as well but i just don't look at Thierry Henry and feel he is management material necessarily so um yeah i just i just I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling Thierry Henry as a manager and I don't think that Bournemouth is, is necessarily the right place for him either. Um, I think he still needs to learn a bit more. I think a club like that, you know, yes, Bournemouth are not the biggest club and there are clubs in the Championship that are much bigger than them, but the ambitions of Bournemouth, it's been clear over the years, have been far higher than than some of their peers. So will he be able to live up to the expectation? Will he be able to achieve what they want? I don't know. And, and I do think that coming to England as a manager, taking a job like that and failing can then make it very difficult for you in your career later on. And it, it shouldn't be like that. You know, sometimes as a manager, your first job isn't going to go swimmingly well, but it's such a cutthroat business that it, it, it can be like that. You know, if you if you fail from the off and he's already got the Monaco thing to his name, then, it, you know, if... If it doesn't work out, then you can very easily find yourself unfancied and um, not very high up people's uh, people's wish list. Um, let's see what you guys are saying about Thierry Henry uh, as a manager. Again, look, I'm not convinced. I've got to be honest. Um, Omar says, I love Henry, but I don't think he's going to succeed in management. Uh, what else have we got in terms of Thierry Henry stuff? Um Mike Fong says, not all great players become great managers. Yeah, completely agree. And sometimes average players, you know, Arsene Wenger wasn't a particularly great player. Jose Mourinho um, was a translator, for God's sake. Sometimes those people turn out to be uh, the best managers. So, yeah, it's a very different skill set, very different job. Um, I'm, I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see it with Thierry Henry. I don't see him going on and becoming a good manager. Uh, Anton says, when Monaco sacked Henri, he had a similar losing streak like Arteta had this season. Looking to get the Arteta digs in, of course. Uh, MN says, I hope Henri succeeds, but when it comes to management, it's up to him how far he can go. Who knows? Uh, Alcarp says, I love Henri as a player, but as a pundit and as a coach, not so much. I think it's easy to do that, isn't it? As, um, as, uh, as fans, it is easy to listen to someone as a pundit and make your mind up on whether they're going to be a good manager or not based on that. And maybe that's not always necessarily the, the best way to judge it. But yeah, um, as a pundit, he certainly didn't fill me with confidence. And based on his previous as a manager, if I were a football club, I wouldn't be jumping up and down to get Thierry Henry, if I'm honest. Obviously a big name, absolute legend at the Arsenal. He'll bring lots of media coverage to the club. There's those things as well. 
there's those sides to it, but just not for me. Not for me. Uh, Kevin John says uh, Thierry Henry at Monaco, in a way, was set up to fail. All they vested players, all their best players, sorry, had already left when he was appointed. Bernardo Silva, Mbappe, Benjamin Mendy, and so on. Isn't he at Montreal in the MLS? Yeah, that was the last I heard. Uh, but we've heard today uh, that he has been involved in conversations with Bournemouth, so could well uh, end up on the south coast. Thomas says, Omri hasn't succeeded in Monaco, actually went pretty bad for him, antagonised the squad and has a bad record in League One, uh, League One. Um, AA FIFA says, why did you air my comment on Omri? Um, I must have missed it. Apologies. Wasn't done on purpose. I don't know why people get so defensive. Uh, he says, can't wait for him to prove us all wrong. There you go. Hopefully he does. Hopefully he does. I would love to hear Omri. Um, to uh you know to to go on and prove everybody wrong and become a, a top manager because as i said i absolutely adore the guy but i just don't see it i really don't quick reminder if you haven't already make sure you hit the like button subscribe to the channel if you're new and if you're interested in becoming a member of the channel supporting me to bring you more content um and not just Arsenal stuff now, we're starting to tap into a, a wider range of things as well, which is great. And of course, we've got the European Championships to come in the summer. So if you want to help me uh, in building the channel, growing the podcast as well, so that we can um, we can bring you uh, the best coverage possible with the best possible guests, then feel free to click on the link in the description. Check out the three tiers of membership available. Uh, choose which one suits you best. Sign up and come and join our Discord server, which is fantastic. And as Steve Stone says, he spent all afternoon in the Discord server having a good debate. So there's lots of friendly, respectful, and really, really good debate going on in that Discord server throughout the day. Um, so yeah, gives me a chance to communicate with you guys a little bit closer, uh, on a little bit of a more closer way as well, which is, which is brilliant. Um, let's pick up a couple more comments about Thierry Henry before we uh, wrap up this stream. Uh, Talawa Shaw says, I really hope Henry never manages Arsenal because it would be too painful if he doesn't succeed. Yeah, uh, those nostalgic appointments often lead to heartbreak, don't they? Um, I, I'm of the same thing. And when he was being linked with a job, it was a no-go for me. Um, <laughs> peanut butter jelly time. What, what a screen name. Uh, he says, I love that photo of the king of Arsenal. Reminds me of good times. Yes, it does. Uh, for sure. The real captain says you need a lot of luck to become a manager. Things have to really fall for you. Um, uh, what else have we got? Aaron's asking my thoughts on the game tomorrow. Check out uh, the uh, preview show we did earlier on today uh, with uh, our Portuguese football expert. So have a look at that, get a bit of insight into Benfica, and I'll be revealing my lineup on tomorrow's early stream. Uh, so join me for that. I'll be sharing my lineup and my prediction for the game. And I look forward to um, to catching up with you guys on that one as well. Uh, in terms of a prediction of the overall tie, I think Arsenal are probably just going to scrape through. Um, but it is, as I've said before, a dangerous tie. It's a tie where if you're if you're at your best, you, sh you should win it. But anything less than that, Benfica are capable of hurting you. They've got the quality. They haven't had a great season this season, but that's been for a number of reasons, which Tom uh, alludes to on, on the previous show. So check that one out. Uh, but yeah, hopefully um, we can uh, we can get over the line and get a positive result in that first leg, which is being played in Rome, and then go to Greece for the second leg. Um, and yeah, and uh, hopefully get through. 
Uh, Adam asks if I watch Ligue 1 regularly. Is there better CMs there for less or similar to Sabayos? I don't, if I'm honest, I don't watch much French football. Um, outside of the Premier League, the league I'm, I'm biggest on would be Serie A. But outside of that, I don't get a great deal of time to, to watch um, the other leagues in detail. You know, I do watch the highlights from La Liga. I do watch the highlights from everywhere. But I don't always get the time to really deep dive into into some of the other leagues. As you guys know, my work is focused on the Premier League, obviously with Arsenal, and of course Serie A. So that's kind of the two leagues that I would feel comfortable in commenting on and, and know that I'm giving you guys good information. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll put that one to the side. Um, what else have we got? Uh, MN says, Harry, I forgot to say this several days ago, but congratulations on reaching 12K. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate that. Thank you for being signed up. Um, what else have we got in the comments? The ch chat box moves so fast. That's why I miss things um, so often. Uh, the starting 11 show, we'll be doing that tomorrow. Uh, so come and join me tomorrow, 12.30, right here on the channel. I'll do my starting 11 uh, for the game and I'll give you my prediction. And then, of course, um, we'll be bringing you coverage of the game and then we'll be reacting to the game afterwards as well. So lots of content to come your way tomorrow as well. So make sure you're subscribed if you're new. Make sure the notifications are turned on, etc., etc. Uh, what else have we got here? Let's pick up this last one um, from Jam Franco. Harry, do you think there's any truth in the rumour that we're going to sell both Lacazette and Enketia in the summer? I think that Arsenal will consider offers for Alexander Lacazette. Obviously, that is a rumour that's doing the rounds today. And I think that Arsenal would be silly not to not to consider um, because of because of the situation we find ourselves in with regards to his contract. You're talking about someone who's going to go into the last year of his contract, clearly has a, a market value still, and Arsenal are in a position where they're cost-cutting. But cost-cutting uh, is because you need money. And eventually you get to a point where you need to turn that uh, cost cutting into actually generating funds back as well. And I think that Arsenal will um, will consider any offers for Alexander Lacazette if they are the right offers. Um, you know, but but that's about it. Um, if, they, if they're derogatory offers, then I don't think so. Uh, I don't think Arsenal will consider them. Uh, but if a decent amount of money comes across the table, I think Arsenal will look at that and say, well, take that into account, take the, the contract situation into account. It doesn't sound like such a bad idea. Um, thank you for all your kind words in the chat. Um, according to Carrie, I look like Kim Jong-un. That's a new one. I've never had that one before. I've had Socrates. I've had, um, what else have I had? I've had loads. I've had Martin Keown before. I've had plenty, but Kim Jong-un, that is a new one. So I'll give you 10 out of 10 uh, for your originality. And I had to bring up this comment from Banos. Love this one. Who's got a better hair, Arteta or Harry? Definitely Mikel Arteta. That shit doesn't move. Come wind, rain or shine. That is a proper, uh, a proper set of hair, that is. Uh, right. That brings me to the end of the stream. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget, if you haven't hit the like button, please do so. Um, we've only got 50 likes on the video at the moment. There's uh, 150 of you watching across the multiple uh, channels at the moment. Uh, so please, if you haven't, make sure you smash the like button, as I said. And um, we'll be back very, very soon. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Big day for the Arsenal tomorrow. Massive game. We'll bring you the starting 11 and prediction show at 12.30. We'll be taking you through the game live and we'll be reacting to the game after its conclusion. So lots and lots to come. So make sure you're subscribed, as I said, and I'll see you guys soon. Cheers. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.